We're live. Yeah. Hi, Tom. Hi, Sophia. It's been a while. Yeah, but I guess for the audience listening, it it will no, feel like it's no, it, it feels like just one week. Yeah, but for us, obviously, we we pre-recorded. Quite we went a ham, we thinking we were gonna re- record. Well, we recorded three in one week, but only released two. No, well, where's the other one then? We tanked it. Remember? No. The um eco um oh that one no we need yeah, to pl- we well, need to but it was free recordings but we ta- we we need to come yeah back fair to that enough one. and then because we had two in the bank we we basically have taken a little bit of holiday for no, <laughs> for no good reason and it should have been a reason to keep up the momentum and we have ideas and plans to get more people on the podcast because i know that the last two we've done have been really well received and yeah. everyone's really loved them and thank you to your mom and thank you to sophie for yeah. joining us for those two and we have a couple more people that want to join but uh the elephant in the room <laughs> probably not gonna have any guests for a while uh, <laughs> <laughs> i didn't even think about that <laughs> that's so true yeah oh that's sad it's i mean because i really liked having um, no i know and it feels it it feels like people like it too they like it more than just listening to us two dodos but yeah i think we're just gonna have to take our sweet time with this get back to the boring stuff and then it's not boring i'm not a dodo either all right self-esteem come through come through (laughs) protect oneself uh yeah oh god the bbc news is on see okay so it's weird it it feels weird to not talk about what's going on right now but at the same time i know a lot of people are feeling fatigued by the constant barrage of news and updates and misinformation and gaslighting uh and yeah so i think what we'll probably do if i mean what do you think tom do this episode this week and then get back to the I don't see it as as out of the ordinary. It's something that's having an effect, an adverse effect on our lives. So therefore, I don't see it as something that is like out of step. I feel like we have every right to talk about it because everybody has their own individual experience with this. This is affecting everyone, and I feel like yeah. I, but I feel I also feel like it's one thing amongst a sea of everyone else talking. It's all everyone can talk about, and I do think that. We're just adding to that I know nonsense. That, I know we have tons of other topics, but I still feel like we're justified. No, we're justified. But I, what I would say is, let's do it this week and then get back to the. Yeah, we're not going to become the Corona Weekly yeah. or something. <laughs> <laughs> it feels it feels wrong to not talk about it, and that just that speaks to our privilege, though, that this was happening. This has been happening for weeks. But it's only now that it feels like it's affecting us. So now we feel like it's, you know, but this has been a global issue since January. I wouldn't say privilege. I feel like it's people not taking it seriously. Thinking that, oh, this is just a problem that's just over there in China. Well, that's what I mean. It will never come over here. Yeah, but that's privilege. Like, Like, it's their problem. It's not mine. That's privilege. So anyway, we released a really great episode last week with our girl, Sophie, who's from China meanwhile in china mayhem we didn't address it it yeah i go back and forth whether it would have been the right time to anyway how do you but feel about it just that, feels like people are taking it a bit more seriously in this country we we went on lockdown like basically since friday right yeah no i was gonna say well yeah. how do you feel about that the fact that it's been bubbling since last year december 
and well how, i feel like feel, it's how it, like people's attitudes towards it what uh, do you think i think it's just that people we've we've learned about sars and we learned about ebola and it didn't it didn't hit us in the same way so it's just that kind of blissful ignorance that oh well you know it, it's china's problem or yeah. it's or it's you know whoever else's problem it's not going to be ours and i think when it hit italy people started to put up like prayers for italy and shit yeah i just thought meanwhile you ridiculous it, it, like what you, you where we sometimes. no but where where were the prayers for china to yeah. do you know what i mean so i think as, and that just goes with any you know any kind of disaster that happens or like terrorist attack or like anything that happens as soon as it happens to caucasians we're like oh prayers up prayers up well but anyway can I just say this i feel like um, with China, at least they were like fully active. They were locking yeah, they, this they thing down. They built a hospital in six days, <laughs> which I'm like so. You can't. People keep joking about you can't even get planning permission in six days in this country. Yeah. So I guess with Italy, it was just the fact that like they they're just not prepared to well, take they, those kinds of well, measures. Yes and, and no. I mean, they've got the one of the best healthcare systems in the world, but it's it's just the sheer numbers. But no, we'll, but I mean, we'll get into like, that. The way it like creeps <coughs> up on them, like, and as you said, like it's. Oh, usually... that wasn't that wasn't a COVID cough. That was a <laughs> something went down the wrong pipe. And cough. she coughed into a into the crook of her elbow. So thank I, you, I feel thank safe. you. She's following government <laughs> advice. But no, I just feel like with Italy, um, it was it's just a common case of like we're so used to here in the West, like all of these diseases happening either in Africa or happening in in Asia. Or, and I just feel like Italy was the first time that, whoa, like, this is actually... Because yeah. technically, we haven't... Our last major, major outbreak... I know the swine flu touched the West slightly. Mm-hmm. But the last major one that Fair they're enough. saying was not... Um, well, not even that. That was just a UK thing, apparently. I'm not sure. I don't know the ins and outs of that. But they're saying the whole... Um, the Spanish flu in 1918, like oh, before yeah, the World yeah, War. Yeah. Well, no, I think World wasn't War, that. After, I don't know. I think that, after 1918, yeah. No, but wasn't that the last global pandemic? Yeah. Should I actually get? What's so, the current? So yeah, current stats. No, I was oh. gonna kind of get the the definitions up so people know that the kind of the, the differences. Um, Wait, actually, yeah, do a couple quick Google searches. So I want to yeah. know what. Pandemic means endemic. Oh God! Just then, a couple of day days trying wait, so to figure it out. Wait, so endemic is the one I don't really understand. So epidemic is not endemic. Oh right. There's epidemic and then there's endemic. Do you all get right, it? love. Yeah, all right. Come on. No, I'm just curious. So basically, epidemic is something that works an outbreak of a disease that occurs over a wide geographic area and affects an exceptionally high proportion of the population. Yeah. And that's that's basically something that's spreading quickly okay right um so it's actively spreading so we're having a, we're experiencing an epidemic oh no but no but, so, so then pandemic means that it's basically spreading across geographical sort of lines oh so okay so wait so a couple of weeks ago it was an epidemic but now yeah. it's graduated and become a pandemic so then what's an endemic endemic is uh, ne- neither of those things it's basically if something is prevalent so it's so not it's not to do local. it's not to do with the spread of something it's just the constant presence of something oh so you could say like influenza like flu when people catch the cold that's an endemic or seasonal stuff or... yeah maybe yeah I think so do you get well, 
God, we're just. I really. That's one of talk, the things talk as well. To, do do some googles, guys. <laughs> I really hope that this doesn't become something that we're supposed to just live with, like. Well, if we are. That's well. That's the point. Is that? No, like I hope this is not going to be every winter because this is not funny. Well, technically, the flu is every winter. Yeah. Right. Well, it's 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 every it's every well, year all year worse around. Than the flu. Well, define worse. What what's your point? What are you what are you trying to get at? No, I mean I just I'm just expressing a hope that I feel like I really hope that this can just be stamped out and controlled and contained and doesn't. Well, we all is, hope that, but yeah. that's not the reality. So, like, I hope it doesn't become normal. Like, I don't want to be experiencing this every winter. Tom, it's not about you, man. You're acting. You're you're, well, cha- you're chatting selfishly. People, I don't want other people to be experiencing this. So, every- okay, but okay, <laughs> so it's not about every winter. So, yeah. flu is flu is year long, year round. Yeah. And the coronavirus is going to take like potentially up to two years for this to really stamp out it yeah. could take you know around 18 months for everything to yeah around around 18 months for a vac- for a viable vaccine to be of use and you know it might it might take that long or even longer for the that that kind of curve to to flatten out there was one case in japan where i think i'm not sure how much checked since yesterday because there's daily briefings now we'll get into that where someone Finally. in Japan got tested and positive twice, so had coronavirus, was cured from it. I think also if you, because the flu as well, is, uh, the flu has uh, is constantly evolving and mu- mutating almost. Yeah, so the same, the flu that you would have had five years ago is probably not the same one you would have now. The same has happened with this. That the yeah. same strain of corona or COVID nineteen that popped up in December or November last year has now mutated and changed. And the reason why that happens is that if you think about the lifespan of a germ compared to a human being, their lifespans are much, much quicker. So they're able to evolve much quicker. So if evolution in human beings or different animal species takes place over like millions of years for something that is basically microscopic, yeah, it's it's accelerated at a much, it it can evolve much, much faster. So then why are you saying, oh, I hope it doesn't come back to haunt me next winter? You know it will. It's it's just a reality. It's my hope. Like, (laughs) I'm I'm not saying that that's founded in anything particular, but I just really hope that we're not, because I can see the damage that this has done, like, to civil society and i'm not talking about economics right now but just generally like people's yeah of well-being course people's and, lives have been turned and, upside like, down families can't even like attend their funerals like, what well, well, they can but yeah. they, i'm hearing that in italy that like, you have to stand like a meter apart and imagine you're you've just lost a loved one you can't even yeah like you as a family can't even put your hands around each other and to console something like it's just yeah, uh, no, it's it, crazy it is, it's unbelievable it, and this isn't something that even our grandparents you know dealt with this is this is something that is unprecedented but i guess so in terms of the the kind of status of it so i think there was another there was criticism fair criticism that that world health organization didn't call it a pandemic soon enough and i think the reason being is that they're the kind of um voice of reason almost or the the leading you know organization on disease prevention and that sort of thing and they you know they didn't declare it and that was basically an out for governments worldwide to just not do anything about it because because they didn't feel like they needed to or they were trying to uh, avoid the inevitable and then as soon as it was declared that 
a pandemic it was almost too late it already spread to italy it already spread yeah. basically around the world I'm, i remember seeing um somewhere because you know how people are praising some countries in terms of how they've handled it mm-hmm. um so one of the countries that gets praised a lot is hong kong um and i was i remember i was telling you about the fact that hong kong they because they experienced sars they take things way 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 more seriously and from i think it was on it was either a Channel Four piece, or it was. I saw it in comments somewhere. Um, somebody from Hong Kong was basically saying that, yeah, we don't trust the WHO because they failed us last time with yeah, SARS. Yeah. So that's why people don't mess around with it. We took extra precautions, like we yeah, that was the thing this, I yeah. sent you. Oh, was it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah sorry, I'm <laughs> <laughs> telling it back to the Met. But yeah, I just found that. Um, yeah. Then these after this is if this like God willing if this all calms down like they need to do a serious serious major review like there needs to be planning in yeah, place for you're like, stating the obvious of like, course just, so I think there's can't be ignored there's there's okay there's different ways to kind of like think about this so if we if we firstly talk about how um, how the country how different countries around the world have been dealing with it yeah. So you've just mentioned Hong Kong. I think China's and, and South Korea are other examples of like, we're not messing around here. Yeah. And then I think by the time it came over to the Euro- European continent, it was, there was like we said, that's this kind of um, uh, d- d- despondence or just uh, arrogance almost. Of, One country you know, it's took not it really us. serious in, in Europe. Um, I think it's, you can check if, I don't know what their stats are, but Montenegro, Mm-hmm. So I, they, I think apparently they have zero cases. I don't put, or it'll be probably very, very minimal. Like they saw what was going on and then they literally just locked down the whole entire country. They didn't even wait for a single case mm. before they just like, nope, not having it locked out. And I think there's, like you said, coming out of this, I think America, um, uh, the United States have, have a, a lot of cases and they're only really starting to take it seriously now yeah they've only started testing seriously yeah um but how like your point around you know how we recover from this i think there's it's going to be a long long wait but before we get back on our feet as a nation and i think disaster on the other side of this is going to be yeah and just i mean (laughs) i don't want to get too political and like what has been proposed as a solution which just isn't one but i mean you can do your own research watch the i don't i don't want i watched the briefing yesterday and i just made a point not to watch it today because i just knew (laughs) i knew it would be gaslighting and just like you know exacerbating um, the problem just for the purposes of um, people for reference where today is the 17th of march so it's St. Oh, Patrick's yeah. Day. So yeah. just in case you're listening to this at a later date and stuff has evolved, we're talking in the <laughs> God, yeah, stuff will March. evolve. No, I'm t- All it's of like us will, yeah. One journalist was saying that this is like seven news cycles in one day. <laughs> like it's it's nuts. The way things move so quickly and it's like because it's again as you said, it's a pandemic. Like when we go to sleep, America's dealing with it. When they go to sleep, Asia's dealing with it. And it's just, and then we wake up yeah. again. It's just the rolling. C- country of Asia. Yeah. yeah. Or, yeah. no, I'm talking about. <laughs> hey, I, just, <laughs> I didn't say that. I said no, Europe. No. And then I, and then, I should have said North America thank and you. South America. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. I do get annoyed when I hear Americans refer to Africa as a country. Yeah. yeah. And then I. I make sure to say that so it annoys you even more. Just 
memorize the name of one country I if know, there's any real. Americans. Please, I mean, literally. Senegal. Mon- yeah, like yes. Yeah. Mauritania. Tell them. Tell them. Mali. Yes. Like, Uganda. Kenya. Thank you. Morocco. Come, come through, Tom. Western Sahara. Keep Libya, going. Keep Egypt, going. Come on. Benin. Tunisia, Togo, fam. <laughs> Angola. Like, Mozambique. There's all these. Tanzania. Niger. Yeah. Come Madagascar. through. <laughs> <laughs> All of which have seem to be doing all right. Yeah, um, th- that's the <laughs> one anomaly in this whole thing, and it feels well, like I, I, it feels I mean, like karma. Take, I don't d- yeah, know. exactly. Take, give a little, take a little. Like yeah, they dealt, they dealt with Ebola, and yeah. we didn't do shit for them. <laughs> so it really, like, I, I've noticed, and long may it continue this way, and hopefully they lock down and. I send think that's any- another reason why maybe is that the, the, the you know the Ebola. Um, yeah, because they got really... taught as well. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm hearing maybe that. that's what it takes. Because I, I heard, um, I saw like the moment, um, obviously when it started popping off in Italy, I saw a news report from Rwanda, and they've like in their like bus parks and stuff, they've got like hand washing facilities, right, right? Like not no fancy smancy alcohol gel situation, like actual taps set up for the public to wash their hands. Like they're already like taking precautionary measures, yeah, like, without it really really hitting them. Like it's. It's and and I see. think that what, what we've seen on social media and stuff is like a lot of it, a lot of the experts are saying it's better to over, to overreact yeah, to, exactly. to, to kind of overstep the mark because because if you don't do that by better the time by the time sorry. you want to make those changes and imp- implement those measures it will be too late and it will feel it it will feel insignificant. Um, so then, in terms of the, I don't want to I don't want to kind of get into into the numbers or anything because what i will say on it is that the numbers keep changing every every website i'm on every news site every um you know every place i'm looking to the number of deaths are different the number of cases in the uk and elsewhere the numbers do so, tell a story though yeah but you know like for example but those numbers are people and i don't want to like no you know, yeah obviously yeah that there is that but i mean in terms of like the numbers that I'm really in, like keenly, I pay attention to at the moment is South Korea and China, because obviously they're they're at a they're a bit further down the track, mm-hmm. and I, it's very very minimal changes day to day for them. So I'm I just hope that and Italy is ah oh man, I really yeah. hope they get to like this. They've they're at their peak and they can yeah, now go down the hill because it's insane. Yeah, and but in terms of obviously we're you know it was announced last week that you know we should sort of practice social distancing if we're feeling sick and then as of monday was it we were told as of yesterday yeah. 16th oh no 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 everyone needs to socially distance now whether you think it's too you know too little too late or what i mean i have my views tom has his but i guess you know do your own research on what the experts advise and what our government has done um but with that we are now socially distancing we so we have last friday we had a bit of a cold would you say like a kind of little little bit of a sniffle yeah and we thought well you know they've said if you're if you have any cold symptoms just stay at home so we were always planning to stay at home for this week anyway and our workplaces have implemented those those uh, policies as well flexible working um and actually today my workplace said actually we saw, we told you to stay at home for a week we're gonna we're gonna say that's now for the next few weeks if not longer and a few people i've spoken to have had the similar kinds of things with their workplaces where they've said you know you need to kind of work from home f- for 
indefinitely. How are you finding that, by the way? So yeah, I want to kind of talk about what it's like to work from home and what the kind of tips and tricks are. Because I've been used to working from home. It's sort of been a policy in my workplace anyway. So we're, we're kind of thankfully prepared for it where, you know, we, we've got all the systems in place and, you know, a lot of us work at least one day a week from home. Whereas you have never really yeah, enjoyed working time. from home. It's your first time working from home with this company. You did it maybe a couple, handful. like handful of times in five years at the other place. I didn't do it. No, you said you did it a couple of times and you didn't like it. I think I might have done it just once, but oh, yeah, right. it just, I, I So <laughs> now weird. you don't really have a choice. Yeah. So I have some tips and stuff, but yeah, I guess I'll turn that question to you and say, how are you finding it, Tom? Well, <laughs> well, one thing that's actually... Apart from the fact you've stolen the table yeah, that I, I usually that, use. That's actually helped. Um, <laughs> one good thing, I've been allowed to take home like my, the monitor that I use at work, so I'm not just used... Because obviously I edit videos. So, and you, now I hope you can see what I was talking about. Yeah, because before you'd be like, oh, no, I don't want to work from home. It's not my laptop's not big enough. I was like, it's 17 inches laptop screen. 15. 15, you, you'll be fine because I'm so used to working on a 13 inch screen. And then he brought his... Um, 27 inch. Monitor. 4K yep. monitor. And now can you see... <laughs> They're not going to let you keep that. I no, you know. I obviously know that. <laughs> but like, I need to probably purchase one for myself at some point. But yeah, it's just been, I've, yeah, definitely bringing the monitor and like optimizing my workspace at home has definitely, definitely been like a really big help. Yeah. Um, and obviously like the ergonomic laptop stand and all that jazz. Um, and I think it's been okay because I think, because at work I have my own office anyway. So I'm mm-hmm. outside of the general mm-hmm. um, population in the office. So it just feels like, like a continuation of that. It is a bit... Um, solitary and like there's no opportunity to like have like work bands and or for example I can't just go outside and, and have a walk if I'm stressed out so I like, and I had a situation earlier today where I did get really stressed out and normally I would remedy that by just going for a walk just getting some fresh air just like get, taking it as a chance to like rebalance but mm-hmm. because I'm stuck at home I didn't really feel like I had that and I've never really been someone that's seen being at home as like a place of sanctuary and peace and stuff like yeah. that's not really what most people would feel but for me being at home isn't necessarily you like, feel trapped yeah I feel trapped and that's no indictment on you by the way but I'm just <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think that until no, you said no, it I'm just saying, thanks but I cheers don't want anyone thinking that um <laughs> no I've just never what really, is she doing to him <laughs> no, I've never really enjoyed it I've always been an outdoorsy type person like you know me I will go for a walk like on the Saturday morning just like see the sight see what's going on um head down to Portobello head round to High Street Kennel all of those things like um yeah I just I think that's gonna take a bit of adjusting and getting used to but in terms of like being able to like hunker down and concentrate and stuff I feel like okay yeah I've I've kind of got that luckily in this day and age we've now got um project like you know project management or team communication software i hate slack so luckily i'm not using that particular service um but not sponsored by slack yeah but but (laughs) the one we're using i i really do not like slack sorry but the one i'm using at work um seems to be running yeah and then i've got one at work as well where yeah we're just sort of i think also we've um this kind of goes into like kind of tips but being from a company that encourages, not encourages working from home, but you know, has the, the things in place for it. We've um, 
that some some people have like started teams chats where it's just it's the the the, the policy is you're not allowed to talk about coronavirus and you're not allowed to talk about work there's really? just purely like a kind of stream for everyone in the business wait have they dictated that to you guys yeah no so you know how you can invite people to like a conference call or yeah. teams chat so you can have one-on-one chats if you want you can have meetings and conference calls on this thing and then you can have i don't know what, what it's called but you can basically everyone in the business has been added to this chat stream so it's not you can have work chats other outside of this stream oh i mean as in so they didn't just say to you guys you can't talk about no 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 it's this stream is a way to basically get people to talk about stuff that's outside of work and outside of this this situation and the people were sharing like oh you know everyone's working from home like what are your like can send us pics of your pets and stuff like that like really nice kind of fluffy like you know nice things for people to just have something else to talk about because you would typically do this when you're meeting someone up in the kitchen or at the water cooler yeah. or whatever oh, the, so the team yeah, the, the, keeping... the stream is called water cooler yeah. do you get it so, so it's just like a collab- yeah just like for chat, exactly yeah. just chats for people that's really nice that yeah but that. that's a tip if you're working from home you can just Pull, pull people into a Teams chat and just talk about nonsense and it's just an opportunity to bond with colleagues and stuff. I guess at my workplace we have like this all-staff email that goes out every single day which is like industry news and then people usually piggyback off the back of that but I feel like your one sounds way more... Well you can suggest it because it, it's not necessary if you don't work from home typically but if yeah. this is going to be the foreseeable future yeah, you, you need, need to, to find a way to, to have that kind of... Com- of yeah exactly yeah. and that camaraderie and for everyone to feel like this isn't, you know, doomsday every day. That oh. you, you can just talk about other stuff. It doesn't have... You can talk about, you know, coronavirus and all this other nonsense. You know, actual work stuff on other in other places. But, yeah. One thing on just, like, touching on that, that I have found a bit weird. Um, and it was a bit of kind of like the, the reason behind the, the gripe that I had today. Um, just, like communicating i feel like i'm having to adapt Mm -hmm. um so like for example if i'm experiencing a situation normally i could just like go up to the person and show them what the problem is but then here i'm having to like i don't know i'm just having to adapt i'm like oh crap i gotta think about how i phrase this and how is this coming across like i feel like it's forcing me to like um yeah no i get that like but another tip and like refine how i communicate with people via like messaging and whatnot but another tip is to to do conference calls so vid actual with video so actually put yourself in front of a screen as if you were walking up to their desk you're walking up to their desk virtually and you're and and you don't have to schedule it in in the same way you would just impromptuly go speak to somebody just just teams them or, or send them a message, hey, do you, have, do you have two sex? And just video call them. Yeah. And then they can see your body language and they can see what you're trying to convey. And it's just another way too of having that interpersonal sort of contact because when everyone's just a sort of avatar, you're not able to connect and you're not able to actually get your point across and, you know. Yeah, but do you get what I mean? Like, I feel like- it, No, naturally there's it's challenges. When it's down, it feels like you're ex- like basically, I don't know, it's like it becomes, really dramatic or really really serious what if you're video calling no i mean if you're messaging like, no but that's what i'm saying problems, everyone whereas, knows breaking yeah. up with someone over text is the last thing you want to do <laughs> so it's like do, you know trying to get a point across that's like maybe you know like not the best news in the world or it's, you're telling no to somebody or whatever it it will 
go it will go better if you you know, potentially do like a video call where you yeah. it's just you know it's just you and your webcam or whatever and you're you're trying to and they can see you're smiling and they can see your you know you know that you mean well um another thing is to have a separate space for work and and rest so you know you've got the table here and so you should work here and not work in bed or work in the table or work in the bedroom or work where you relax on the sofa if that makes sense i think that was my main um that's always been my main argument against working from home is that you'll feel tempted to just work from bed no not even that like i just always i felt like i just had a need to like protect you know it wasn't a favorite place for me to be like just protect the sanctity of of, of the home. home yeah yeah but and like to have know. like a clear dividing line that i'm not trying to bring work even though you end up doing that yeah totally but, yeah, and that's you know. that's why a lot of people don't like working from home is that i don't want to bring that shit home but we don't have a choice right now so yeah. another, a really positive way to 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 combat that is to have have that delineation where you say this side of the house you know whatever is is work this side isn't or you know in we've got one bedroom flat with a table you have the table i'll have the coffee table or i'll just put it on my lap or whatever but i to try not to like work in the bedroom or you know and then with that said as well like actually schedule in breaks in the same way you would at work Sorry, Tom broke the chair and uh, I'm now going to make it worse just by sitting on it. So if you can hear that creaking, you know what it is. Oh dear. But yeah, so <laughs> having breaks, so you're not going to the kitchen every every 20 minutes, eat snacks. I've um, been eating too much snacks. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I do that generally at work as well. It's not any different. <laughs> and having... A, you know scheduled lunch break in the same way you would sort of leave your desk even if you go even if you eat at your desk you're still taking that time to go to the kitchen to you know prep your food or whatever and you know but just having that opportunity to separate the the, the two things and then most importantly to actually stop working i think that's a really uh sort of it's a really common tendency for for people to kind of maybe start work later you know, well, I can just roll out of bed and I can just, um, you know, I can start in five minutes. I mean, I'm saying this coming from someone that's like, that does tend to do that. And now I know that it's not something, now I know this is going to be more common. I want to try and, you know, get out of bed sort of much earlier, shower, put normal clothes on. That's another thing too. If you want to like put pajamas on, that's fine, but make sure they're not the pajamas you wore to sleep. You get my picture. It's just kind of separating the two. So like having a work day and a rest and not separating and, and, and not, not getting them confused. So starting on time, but making sure that you had enough time in the morning to have breakfast or whatever. In that time that you would be commuting, you could do something like really, you know, creative or interesting. That is one And thing. then make sure that you finish. So if you finish at half five, make sure you finish at half five. That is one thing I have noticed and it's only been two days. Um, just the lack of a commute like yes. how much time you actually gain back like i feel like um even if i wake up at the normal time that i would to commute i don't feel this like oh my days i need to rush and all this and that and because obviously i've got the computer set up and it's all ready to go i just literally just have to whack the space bar like you instantly feel like i don't know i really more like, headspace I keep, yeah i keep thinking like i really hope that 
this is showing like a lot of those like old school type bosses that like hopefully everyone's playing yeah their part and, i was like, i had a conference call with people today and we were saying that that actually coming out of this it it, it, it will prove that people to businesses that people can work from home they can be productive yeah. that you can turn in, turn in the same amount of work and that it's potentially cheaper for for businesses as well because you don't have to get a certain office with certain number of seats if you have a work from home policy i feel like we need to like have like, a moment of silence and happiness for all the people that suffer with micromanagers because this <laughs> must be the best like <laughs> working experience of your life yeah. right now but to your point around the commuting so i've told you about this and i've already shared it on, on my instagrams this um woman lena norms lena l-e-e-n-a she has uh set up a live stream every weekday this week from 7 a.m to 9 9 a.m uk time just for creative stuff so this is the the kind of thing where if you're doing a commute you would be doing you know say from 7 a.m to 9 a.m you'd be doing a commute or you'd be getting up getting changed ready to go whatever and it's it's really cool it's just a chance for people to sort out whatever errands they wanted to do um in a creative space so if you had a novel you were writing or if you a screenplay or poetry or editing videos or uh knitting sewing quilting what you know whatever creative outlet you you have in mind to start or, or finish it's a chance for people to do that there so she's writing a novel but a bunch of people are doing all kinds of things um with her and she's sort of doing you're doing it together in silence and then she takes breaks and we chat about stuff and it, it sounds not very good but honestly it is really good anyway i get the premise of it yeah so with social social distancing what is so a lot of people have kind of been reluctant to do it which you know i won't go into what well i'll go into a little bit just that that's really unsafe for people that are at risk of contracting the virus and not doing so well with it put it that way you might feel fine but you also might feel you might be asymptomatic so not present with any symptoms carry basically being a carrier and then you you give it to somebody else because you are a pub or a bar or whatever uh and you know the government's just implemented that you know the measures to strongly advise they say strongly advise that people don't don't frequent those things but i think that speaks to what you've said about the kind of the feeling like you're trapped almost what are kinds of ways that people can do the right thing stay at home as much as possible but feel like they're free or if that if that's even possible i don't feel like it is right now i don't know i feel like because you're i get the sense that you're way more like comfortable i'm i am chilling this is bliss like we're both introverted but i feel like you're this is your version this of is, introvert. Hey, Mine is like go out well, in the woods this is home. and like nature. This is home to me. Tree bathe, like I just like looking out. I like looking out the window, and then and then closing the curtain. <laughs> no, this is this is. I'm telling. I'm. I know you're struggling, but I, you, I mean, like I went to take the bin out when it was like yesterday, and it felt like bloody liberation. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I was actually out the house. And I and I made sure like I was happy our door entry system wasn't working, and I was oh, secretly yeah. happy that I got to stand outside for like two extra more minutes whilst you were coming down. Like, th- I'm not I'm not built for this, man. And I just <laughs> and it goes back to I guess they're kind of 
as much as I criticized them, um, you know, when they're talking the the chief medical officer and and I yeah. forgot the other one, um, when they're talking about um, the because basically uh, apparently the british approach to this has been underpinned by um behavioral science mm-hmm. so they've taken the medical science but then they've also looked at the behavioral si- aspects of things as well mm-hmm. and i don't know hopefully um, you, know, you watched the press conference yesterday mm-hmm. remember when i was screaming to you like i feel like they're treating us like kids like mm-hmm. we all know how serious the situation is like let's just do it and they keep coming back to this point of like oh People, people will get frustrated. People, yeah, people yeah. get frustrated. Like, these are measures that we have to put in for a very long time. And they all look, like, really spooked and stuff. And don't get me wrong, like, I, I it did kind of hit me in that moment when I was out there, like, right, this is actually not an easy thing to be doing. But at the same time, I'm just like, yo, this is about life and death and saving other people, saving yeah, ourselves, self-preservation. Yeah, we'll be fine. We don't have pre-existing conditions. We don't have any, but, you know, we're not elderly. We don't have weakened immune systems we're fine it's everyone else that will be putting at risk by being essentially selfish but like you've you've really done well to fight because i've i've seen how much you've struggled with it just that itchiness like you even wanted to like go for a walk or whatever i was like no you can't do that like i think well you can but yeah, there's debate about this battle. Yeah. Like, and people want clarification on this now as well, well because yeah. apparently you can go out but you just have to like obviously stay away from each other. Six feet, six yeah. to eight feet. So okay, I think I won't. I, I mean, I know what I believe. I know what I've researched. I think it's clear that the measures that've been taken could have been done sooner, right? Yeah, they should have. So the to moment, that end, the moment that dude came back from the conference in Singapore and went to Brighton, and they found that they should have locked it down from that moment. Yeah. Well, we didn't take it seriously, but I think the. Given that we we can already see that the the government sort of backtracked and they're not really taking ownership of where they've gone wrong in the situation, I personally am not taking what they say as 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 gospel. Um, and, and in you looking can tell at the calculations, and looking like at the independent well. research, it feels like uh, that social distancing should because put it this way: if every one of us said, "Okay, well, we can we can go out, we can all go out as long as we're six feet away," firstly, if everyone's doing that, then it's not making any difference, really. Secondly, how realistic are you going to be able to? How how realistic is it to ensure that you're absolutely six feet from every single person you ever bump into in the street or whatever or otherwise? So I just don't think it's feasible. It's the owner shouldn't be on us to kind of. I you know, go navigate that. <laughs> yeah, and and technically you're allowed to, but I just, I just don't know how realistic it is. And I go back to the, the the quote that just rings in my mind is it's better to overreact. It's better. I I'm okay being that guy that's saying I'm not leaving this house. Well, you don't have the virus, and you're you know you haven't come into. Well, I know someone. I was in contact with someone who was in contact with someone who was in contact with someone who has it. I don't know if I've got it, but. I don't know. It's just like that. It as young people, it it's so easy for us to make excuses as to why this doesn't affect us, but it absolutely does. It affects us not in the same way of like we'll we'll get it and we'll suffer, but it affects us in the sense of you know we me going to see my mum puts it puts her at more risk or you know yeah, every no, everyone knows somebody. People. I'm just saying everyone just knows somebody that knows that is at risk. You either know somebody who's elderly or you know somebody that's got a pre-existing condition. I know many people in that category. So 
yeah, I'm not, I'm, it's, not, it's, not, it's not the one. But I guess the answer to the question then is, how do you cope with it? It's not very well and maybe do some exercise at home. Is that, is that your answer? That you, you're just gonna have to try and ride this out maybe, I don't know. I know, but riding this out could be riding this out for months. But I guess either way, we'll have to go out at some point to get food. Yeah, and we'll save for the moment, yeah. Yeah. Okay, and then, so, I don't know if there's any other tips I have for working from home. Like, yeah, so actually figuring out whether you want to dress up as if you're going to work or have something in between. Don't sit down at home with a suit on, that's just... No, but just something more comfortable that, maybe something that's not quite your PJs, but something that's a bit more professional, presentable, if you... Basically... if you've got got video calls... Yeah, like, maybe that's the criteria, is like, make sure you're looking all right, that you don't feel any type of way if you go on a video conference call. I feel like the most you should dress up is, like, to the level that Obama would, you know, when he would, like go out on a sunday or oh my god the, with the khaki slacks type like, and the shirt like that's that's your and i'm also saying this as somebody that has the privilege to work from home not everyone does so if people are being laid off people are being told not to come into work but there's no promise of a paycheck so i just want to i don't know acknowledge that that that's happening. my sister's being forced to, to work yeah at, at yeah workplace. Like, either even... either having to come into the office or um or being laid off and being told that you know people don't have jobs so and especially in the re- retail uh, and uh, catering hospitality sorry so then so that so the mental health is we kind of touched on this but i guess i wanted to touch on this because we'll talk about it in more detail because i think the way people have been dealing with this is one thing but the way that people are going to need to kind of cope with social distancing and doing this for the long for the long haul is another so just the idea i i don't know if people are aware of this that you know i kind of wanted to bring some logic to the why is everyone panic buying like why is that a thing and there's actually instantly a lot of articles out there on this but just the idea that you 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 when faced with a like a kind of uh what's the word not crisis Wait, is it just seen as like it's a way of being, it's controlling behavior, like because you're in a situation that you can't control? So, this is something that you feel like you can control, so you're gonna do kind of. I think it goes to to, it goes to just how people have been even dealing with the news and the information that surrounds this. Some people are saying, I don't want to watch the news, it makes me really anxious, and then other people are really trying to double down on gathering information because it makes them it because it makes them feel more secure. I think every how everyone is coping with this is normal. It's, it's your your way of coping is your way. You can't help how you how you cope with things, but I think it speaks to the 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 kind of the reality that we're not getting enough good news on this. So we're not hearing about all the ways that South Korea and China have improved, or the the good things that have come from it. We're not learning about the progress on the vaccines, for example. So I had to learn that. The first, the first test yeah. on a human was done, but I'm not hearing... The first thing I'm seeing when I check into BBC or other is, you know, the bad news is all the stuff that's going on in the UK, all the measures that have been taking, that have been taken, the, the, the outcome of the fallout from the press briefings and Twitter's going mental on, you know, what, what that looks like. But I don't think we're hearing enough good news. So that's, that's one thing is, I guess... If, if you're kind of struggling to cope with this, see, seek out good news, seek out 
good things are happening, not just around this pandemic, but just on other issues around the world. Um, But the other thing was that, yeah, so people are kind of panic buying. And there's actually a book on this by Dr. Stephen Taylor. I haven't bought it yet, but The Psychology of Pandemics. So this is actually a thing, you know, this is not uncommon. Um, and people are when they're threatened by infection I'm getting this from the independence I'm just pulling this this is not my own thoughts clearly one thing that happens during pandemics when people are threatened with infection is that their sensitivity to to disgust increases so they're more likely to experience the emotion of disgust and and are motivated to avoid it so disgust is an alarm mechanism that basically enables you to avoid contamination so there's a fear of getting infected and disgust this the kind of the link between the two and uh he says what better tool for eliminating disgusting material than toilet paper (laughs) but also just that stockpiling in general is goes some way to explain like how people can feel that they can prepare for something yeah um and so when you're presented with something that's, that's really kind of um what's the word uh, jarring, not jarring, unsettling uh, is to kind of go above and beyond and prepare for what's to come, prepare for, yeah. you know, the end of days. And toilet paper is seemingly a, a critical element of that. When this started happening, I didn't think it was real. Like, I honestly was like, people were hoarding toilet paper and it pasta. Are you actually kidding me? I remember ABC News or one of those, or one of those channel nine news or something and they they covered it there first and i feel like everybody around the world was like wait we need to get toilet paper and then it's just game over from that point and i heard different logic behind it that it was they're made in china so if china stops production then we'll, we won't be able to get any but then the other one was well you know if i'm on lockdown i won't have toilet paper and i won't be able to watch my bot bot but you know just want to say that a lot of a lot of other cultures have have mechanisms to clean yourself there's actually more hygienic than toilet paper, i.e. water. So people that use showers and, uh, you know, the like. Just saying, it's, if you, if anyone listening, yeah? If any of you run out of toilet paper, there's a thing called water. I promise you, it's effective. More hygienic. Jeez Louise. I'm going to show Sophia a picture and I just want to hear her reaction. It was something... But what I will say, just on the serious note, so this panic buying thing, if you're seeing anyone on social media that's like bragging about getting three ba- three whatevers or toilet roll or pasta or food in general, because I think it's expanded further now. When we when we went on a grocery shop last week, everything was gone, couldn't get anything. I think, yeah, just, I, th- I don't know what how to say it, but I, I guess if I see any of that, I'll be calling it out and saying, this is, this is really unreasonable. But... Not for us, but for those that can't get there in time, like the elderly. People are fighting out here, you know. Like, yeah, and I just don't. I think what it it's really snap. unfortunate because it's what this is doing. It's bringing out a really kind of evil side of us, a really evil, selfish part where we're not thinking about the other. I think maybe that's because we're thinking it, this will be over soon, but this is going to be happening for at least another six months, and I don't think you could sustain that level of selfishness for. If you have spare toilet roll, like give, like sort it out, man. Like figure you know your life what? out. You're gonna, you're gonna be fine. I think that's the thing. Everyone feels like they're gonna suffer. I think we speak to our demographic. We'll be fine unless you've got a pre-existing health condition. 
you're going to be fine if you run out of toilet paper, I promise you. It's everyone else that doesn't have the means to go as quickly as you do to the grocery shop or, you know, and che- check on your neighbours, the elderly in your street or in your flat, in you your block of flats I, and that sort of thing. One thing I do wish that they, like, when they do finally do a review of this, um, I really... What, you think they're going to do a review? Of course they they're not. To. They think They think they're doing the right thing every step of the way. I want a full public inquiry no, or inquest they're not doing that. They're not this. doing that. They think that they're... They 100% believe they're doing the right thing every step of the way. Otherwise, they would be doing the complete opposite. They'd be following in Italy, France, Spain. Any, look, yeah. Well, okay, even if that doesn't happen, but uh, even if there could be some local review... One thing that I, I would like to see is, um, you know, the same way how they have like fire training and there's like some people are nominated yeah. fire wardens. So you mean like disaster training? Yeah, I, I really hope, like, I feel like they should, every council should have like this sort of, pra- I know councils don't have that much money. Well, actually, ours is balling. What, what am I talking about? Yeah, but um, I, yeah, finish well, your thought. You know, just basically that there needs to be somebody like a department or someone or there needs to be some sort of procedures in place so that there's like local they can coordinate like all of the local but this speaks stuff, to like i mean i don't i don't want to i don't want to bring grandfather into this but well i am now deal with it what that what occurred coming out of that disaster was the community coming together and building things back up the, the government the local government didn't do shit to actually deal with the situation for a long 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 time you could argue ever so I don't think the government is sanctioned or believes they they are responsible for ensuring that their the, the, the communities are capable of dealing with the crisis. I think that comes down to us. It comes down to to us in our community to say put ourselves forward and say, you know, we'll we'll be the coordinators of getting toilet paper for the elderly in this community or whatever. Do you know what I'm saying? I just don't think the government will a think that they. I'm not talking about the government. I'm talking about the council. That's not part. Of, that's the, an not extension. Level. Yeah, but that's, that's what I mean. Local government, public, public serve. You know, just public money is not going to go towards making sure that we're all happy and safe in the context of a crisis. I think that largely comes down to us. No, because the reason why I was saying that, and um, that the reason why I say that, and the, the outcome of that, I, I think I'll, I, I'll, I'll stop talking is. Clearly, people hoarding toilet paper and shit is is a sign that that is not we're we're fucked if that's the case. Basically, that that people unless people back up their ideas and recognise that this isn't about them, it's about the it's about the the whole, it's about all of us. Then we're really we're screwed because we're not. It, the government's certainly not going to do anything about it, and we need to know. We need to be able to to hunker down and and get to grips with how we would deal with stuff in our own way. For the best for the betterment of our neighbors but if everyone's fucking off buying six 16 rolls of toilet paper then i don't know i mean no well, this is they're my, not this exactly is, looking out for us are they no this is my take like we, we pay our, our taxes and stuff i would like the so basically the reason why i would prefer it to come from a centralized source like the local council is so that there isn't like an overlap um, of services and stuff that everything can be coordinated. And the reason this reason why I'm saying not central government like houses of parliament. No, but I'm, I'm, talking I'm about. S- when I say government, I mean local as well. Yeah, but yeah, I, I mean just, public money. Yeah, no, I, mean. I just like if they could just um, organize, like have like an official plan in place, like say, okay, these are the official community WhatsApp groups and Facebook groups and stuff. And I'm not saying like. 
I'm not saying that that doesn't mean that people amongst themselves can't organize, no, but, but you, I mean like just having yeah, that like a sounds central, great. That, like basically creating a platform for the local people totally. to organize themselves. Totally, I just don't themselves. think that will happen. Do you think that will happen? Well, I feel like in in the wake of this, like hopefully people will be open and like ready and willing to make sure because I I now feel like we're probably gonna we've been lucky that Europe's not had something like this in a long long time. But I guess it. What's to say that there isn't going to be like something five or six or ten years or twenty years from now? Oh, it's inevitable. Like, it That's just, the way the needs, world's going. I just feel like there needs to be some sort of planning infrastructure in place, and I just I feel like if it's left to local people, there's as I said, there's going to be a little bit of overlap. There's not going to not everybody in the community knows each other. Like that. That's just. But they. Everybody has to pay tax to the to the council. So clearly, they know who we are. So that I feel like they would have a better chance in terms of like being able to operate. Um. And no, totally. Us. I just don't think they'll think they're responsible for that. But but then equally, I don't. I don't think people, as in you and I and everyone else in our community, taking taking take North Kensington as an example. Yeah, we live in North Ken. I don't think anyone. I don't think largely we think we're responsible for that either i think i think maybe that's because shit hasn't really 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 hit the fan yet it's not like we're aware of i don't know how to explain it we we're north ken is is capable and proving proven to to come together in, in the wake of a crisis that's un, that's undeniable given what what happened at grenfell but i don't think that that's that was disorganized right as you say so that was something that wasn't it wasn't it wasn't organized there was overlap it was it you know it was panicked it was it wasn't efficient but the government didn't do shit about it but i so therefore like we don't want a repeat of that where it's kind of inefficient and disorganized but maybe that's the best we've got and i don't think that we're kind of aware of it right now that that's necessary probably because shit hasn't really hit the fan we we're not aware of like anyone in our immediate like sort of circles here that are saying we well, you know 95 year old betty has passed away because she doesn't have any food you know because every time she goes to the shop it's, it's like empty that's, that's, i don't know if that's happening i feel like if we, if people continue to go down that road then that's shame on us because that's that means no because we're then allowing the people the people that are elected to represent us in local government to get away with it because no, then what's I, the point of having them if if when something happens the community feels like they can't turn to those people and then they have to like I don't t- I shouldn't have to tell you we know from Grenfell what what the situation is no, they, we've I'm, been yeah. looking for answers for for how long No but what I'm saying what and yeah they're now having even though it's been paused because of the situation and they're having an inquiry into the yeah. in effect, exactly so because the person leading so my point is old, I'm so not been locked down. so I'm not I'm not asking them to fix this for for us because they've proven to not give a shit i'm saying what can we do as a community to to sort out 95 year old betty without without putting her at risk and going outside that's kind of my issue is like put it the only thing i can see happening from this is like almost like going door to door and like giving a business card almost and saying contact us if you need us are, i just don't there know there is an official group by the way i saw them they were oh, on right. the radio and they were on the tv like there is somebody that is trying to coordinate yeah but i just stuff, don't think i don't think that I don't know if it's ne- truly I necessary thought, right now, yeah. but I but I wouldn't be surprised. No, and bear in mind, I'm talking about going forward. Like the onus no, and the responsibility I'm needs to be to- put on. I agree. I'm not talking about like this situation here and now. I but, yeah. yeah, I get that, but I just I but to that point, I don't think it's going to happen. And I think we need to figure. We need to community needs to organize 
yet again, if something was to happen to the community and, the vo- and you know, with coronavirus, well, then we would also need to coordinate for anything else going forward. I don't think that the government would do anything about it. And when I say government, I mean local as well. But anyway, no, I, I get what you're saying. I just don't think it's realistic. <laughs> I don't, in my mind, it's just like, okay, yeah, it's all cool to be apathetic and stuff, but they're still there and they need to be seen to be doing something. So they should do something. Yeah, but there's, there's like, the essential... Because I'm not satisfied with being like, okay, that's them. That No, I'm paying you. So you need to like, I don't know. I, I, it's, I'm not, yeah, that's just... Well, I, the reason I mention this is that I'm not I because c- I think what you've what this speaks to is you're you're trying to you're trying to put faith in the in the local government or your tax pay, your tax money's going there, so you're expecting a return. I've given up on that with how what happened to Grandpa. I've given up on them being able to do anything good for us. So what I'm saying is I'm putting the onus on the community. What can we do together? And then when I'm seeing panic buying that doesn't bode well for me that i'm seeing that people that live in this area are are emptying out shelves when 95 year old betty hasn't had a chance to even get to the shop yet does that make sense so i'm saying that like shame on us shame on us as human beings as people that are doing this at a nationwide level every shop you're going into you can't get what you need and that's we'll be fine again we'll always be fine we've got we've got rice in the cupboards like I don't know, we're not burning as many calories here. We're not, we're working from home. You're not burning as many calories on the commute or walking around and stuff. So you could probably do with eating less anyway. So I just don't think it's a, necessarily an issue for us, but I'm just worried about the people that need sustenance. I just had, um, and this is something that I feel like could be done on a supermarket, big boss CEO to level. Um, if there's some sort of way that the government could like give a list of, Oh, I guess this is again this is me relying but basically yeah, they should be able to prioritise people that are um, elderly but and then well the like, shops are that's like what I'm saying it comes and... down to the, the private the private businesses and us as people so the some shops are putting up a kind of early morning slot for elderly people and people with you know immune suppressed what's the word that immune suppressed to get their their grocery shops in and yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll I mean, see how what comes of it. But I think that also goes back to what we can do to help local businesses. So if you're obviously, it's unavoidable to some extent. Some businesses will will have to close or rely on this ridiculous uh, government loan. But what can we do as a community to help our local? I don't know. If the hairdressers open, do I go in? Do I not? Like I don't know. I do, or you know the news agents or bloody chicken cottage like i don't know what what is suitable for us to do well, what i'm seeing though is because i've gotten today i've gotten tons of emails from companies um and a lot of them are putting their services now on delivery yeah but, um so i guess that's one like hopefully if biz- these businesses so are we can sadly, get chicken cottage delivered to yeah chicken, yeah <laughs> I, even though it's that's ridiculous because there's a couple doors down yeah, yeah. but it's <laughs> just like, well, yeah. there there is that, and again as well, it's like they w- you will be allowed to go to the supermarket or to these places. So I guess when you can, just pop down and be like, oh, yeah, and just make sure you're make, keeping them safe because they're, they're the people in those shops, like Chicken Cottage or the news agents. They're they're coming into contact with so many, so many, so many people every day. Potent- I mean, not as many as usual, but 
they're coming into more contact than me just going up to that guy mm. and walking away. That's I've had one interaction that day, but he's had however many have come through. Does that make sense? Yeah. But anyway, so just making sure we're keeping everyone else safe. Um, is there anything else we want to cover? What do you think can be learned from this? Hmm. I think it, I've kind of spoken about it, but just the selfishness of human beings <laughs> and just how we not cannot... positive, not... No, like... what I'm saying is the selfishness of human beings is really, really unsettling for me. And I'm just trying to think about how I can hold myself accountable and hold other people accountable for that. I'm not seeing any of that kind of act. I'm not seeing people like flexing on Instagram, like, haha, 24 rolls, bitch. Like, I'm not seeing that. But if I did see that, I would hope that I would pull them up on it and say, you better give half of that to 95 year old Betty. I don't even know who this Betty is, but do you know what I'm saying? I just feel like what I've learned from it is trying to uh, so, trying to foster like a sense of a lack of selfishness so even like social distancing i'm not going to take i'm not going to take this i'm not going to take the word of the government put it that way i'm not taking them seriously at this point just looking at the research if this ever happens again i know what to do i know to not to not wait for the okay to socially distance or you know i'm, I'm willing to overreact and i think that's what i've learned from it is to not because I, I don't know how much longer I've put myself or someone else at risk. I might be a carrier right now because I was in contact with somebody. I don't know. But I'm not presenting any symptoms. I'm, I think I'm fine. I don't know. But I just think it doesn't It doesn't go amiss to overreact in the interest of the safety of everyone else. It, that's kind of what I've learned. And just the selfishness in the sense of I'll be fine if I... You lot socially distance, but I'm fine. I have plans. I'm going to meet with my mates or I'm going to go to a concert or, you know, I'm going to go on a piss up for the weekend because that was what I was planning on doing. That's what I've learned is like that selfishness runs through in many ways of like, I don't want to. And it's part of that denial thing of like, I don't want to admit that this is really a problem. I don't want to accept that it's a problem. I just want to have my normal life and just not being almost grieving, you know, the kind of five stages of grief almost of like, grieving a normal life like I want a normal life this is a spanner in the works and I just want to deal with I just want to ignore that it's happening and then kind of getting pissed off about it well I I should have I shouldn't have to go you know I want to go out I want to do it and then and then it comes back to like you know like kind of what you were doing okay well if I just go for a walk or if I just it's the bargaining and then it's the acceptance do you know what I mean I just feel like we're all gonna get depressed, we're all gonna go through these stages, but my main lesson is to not just just acknowledge where I'm being selfish in the situation and, and try to spot selfishness and pull pull people up on it or like encourage someone to a different way, gently, you know, like encouraging my friends to, so, or explaining why it's important to socially distance. You know, you're not, you know, for example, you're, you might, you might feel fine, but you know, you're, you might be putting someone else at risk and are you making sure your parents and grandparents are at home? Like just kind of encouraging the right behavior. What have you learned? I've, I feel like I've, I feel like in terms of what I've learned, I feel like this has really shined a light on several 
failings of our like like our way of life or living and whatnot Mm -hmm. um so the first one i've kind of touched on it which is the lack of disaster planning and community planning that just doesn't seem to be in existence because i feel like again we've never really had to deal with it this is something that happens on the other side of the world so there's that the other thing as well and i know this is the problem to come is um the whole economic side of things as well but i feel like going forward this um this will make um businesses more resilient because people are now probably going to factor in what's my plan if the worst happens like yeah. for example this yeah like, business continuity can my, plans. Yeah, can, yeah. yeah exactly can my business survive this type of incident because think about it up until before this was we had those crazy winds and floods and stuff yeah and so people I, were still kind of like well if you can try and come in that'd be great <laughs> yeah so i like i feel like this country is really really going to be forced to like learn a lesson in terms of like building up that resilience and not and thinking like not putting off like taking important decisions or like thinking oh it's not gonna happen to it can happen absolutely to you. Yeah, you don't absolutely know when it's gonna um and then the other one as well like I, i'm gonna do some more research into this um I really think this is probably one of the best. I'm going to sound like some proper socialist here, but I, I promise you, I'm not. I'm a centrist. Um, okay, l- like thank you. Center left. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't. But yeah, I just the whole argument for universal basic yes. income because it's like everyone like they like to pipe on about free market economy, the market this, the market that, and now look, the airlines are are like. The yeah, ball in real. hand begging for for help. So I'm just like, and oh, economic. you were free market, were you? Yeah, and mm, then like Trump, okay. like, like um, the Federal Reserve last week having to do. I think they cut interest rates twice. Like yeah, for it's just banks it's almost like, for, like a cheaper lending, a and, window for yeah, capital gains. Yeah, so yeah. it's not so. It's in my mind, it's like okay, so you're willing to do it for these big institutions and whatnot, and the only reason why they're able to get away with it is because they have the leverage of being like, oh, we're a business, we support the economy and stuff. Yeah, it's basically like rather than the individuals and small businesses and stuff, I feel like they're the ones that deserve like the um the quantitative easing like everybody gets a piece of the pie and is able to yeah it's do you kind of get what i'm saying but i feel like it's time to start doing it yeah with like for example cover people's basics so like they don't have to worry about everything else like people will have a better quality of life um because they're not worrying about oh my days my mortgage or oh my days my um oh no don't worry about the mortgages boris has sorted that one out absolutely fine yeah what is have they have they paused i didn't see the the thing today oh it's something about again i'm a dodo don't don't listen to me but the um they're they're kind of three months freezing mortgage repayments but but then i think it's you the three months go on at the end of the mortgage payment so you're still paying for the same amount of time it's not it's not relief it's just pause if that makes sense oh, okay fair enough but my but there's my, nothing for tenants at all yeah my that's what i was gonna say i was yeah. like okay so if the mortgage still, is covered but yeah, we'll still be if paying the rent. landlord's mortgage if they're doing a buy to let and they don't own the property outright um so that means we're basically giving them like a little bit of a windfall that they'll end up having to pay later on anyway but yeah, yeah no totally which and also like they need to it's hilarious but yeah i'm going off in tangents yeah, so if yeah, i was to make this really succinct yeah universal basic income i think needs to be a thing but organizing and community planning um it's also shown me as well like um how undermined and how um 
maligned small businesses are and I yeah. what I and what I, what I didn't realize was what is considered a small business is not what I thought. No, I'm technically in a small business. Yeah, I'm me. technically in one yeah. as well. And I thought, oh, my my company's like a medium sized. Yeah, one. yeah, no, yeah. It's not. Same. It's a small business, and I'm like, I thought it was oh, like, my... oh, medium to large though. Yeah, <laughs> it's <really> exactly. Not. <laughs> like it's in a big fancy office and stuff. Like I thought, okay, yeah, this is, but no, it's still classed as a small business. Like, yeah, and it's just nuts that I feel like it. Like it's really shown me like the the power that a large corporate organization has in comparison to like a small and this whole the freelancers and everyone not being able to get like statutory sick pay and that needs to be tightened up because if you're um saying oh we want people to like go out and get your own be an enterprising entrepreneurial person have some ambition all right people go out and have that ambition but then when times get hard you've well, well put it this way we're all about free market but when people need help, they're shafted. But then yeah. when massive corporations need help, they're, they're yeah, bailed exactly. out. So it's we, but it's clear where the part. Like, yeah, but it's clear where the parties lie. Obviously. And again, I'm not trying to come across. Anyway, like go some back to your lessons. What were the, no, right? So these are the three lessons. You're those, going yeah. off on tangent. <laughs> no, but those are the lessons that I feel that needs to be learned, like in society. And I guess for me personally, um, I feel like I'm gonna try and use this time as a chance to like build up some mental resilience. Um, like being in terms of like as I said I wasn't able to use my normal coping mechanism today which is to go out and to like chill and stuff so I guess that's going to be the thing that I will try and work on Yeah. Um, and also as well like if I can try and use my time more effectively now especially I've got these two hours like, yeah especially start. because it feels novel now but it's not going to be in three months time yeah. <laughs> so we need to kind of figure out sustainable ways to keep our mental health up to scratch, getting enough sleep, making sure we're having some kind of creative outlet in the mornings or in the evenings, making sure we're doing some some kind of exercise, even if it's just, I don't know. Uh, there's a someone on I follow on Instagram who's got a lockdown squat down. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, you know, 50 squats and 50 sit-ups every day or some, something like that. But I just think... You know, and also don't feel guilty if you want to escape sometimes. That's the other thing. I think people are talking about kind of corona fatigue or whatever, but people are feeling bad that, you know, I'm kind of sick of hearing about it because I just want to just want to think about something else. I just want to watch something else on the news and not have to think about this. And that's fair. That's that's fine. But I just, you know, find find ways to, you know, feel good, whether it's starting a new TV show, reading books, I don't know, whatever whatever it takes for you to feel good, but just make sure you're not burying your head in the sand and you're doing everything you can to protect people. Um, doesn't mean you have to attend, a, you know, go to every, uh, watch every briefing, because that might make you more anxious and more, you know, angry. It certainly does for me. But if that helps you to watch those things and critically analyze it, then fair play. But you know, whatever it takes for people to feel okay, I think that's the other thing. Is like. It, there's no judgment here whatever whatever you need to do just just don't panic by and <laughs> you're really pissed off about <laughs> no it's really it's not of course i am yeah you should be too no i want like don't you were on one you were like need to, i'm trying to buy hands i was like we've got some bro we've got some you need to relax like, I you and i the way us. the way we've been protect us from what we're fi- we're fine i think the way we've reacted to this being 
polar opposites. As with most things in our relationship, we just deal with things very differently. And it's actually a miracle if we cope with this three months together under one roof. <laughs> that was another thing I saw. Why are you trying to curse the situation? <laughs> no, because I saw somebody who's um, locked down with her husband. She did a live stream on like how to cope, how to how couples can cope with a lockdown. Um, and like stuff like, you know, make sure you're spending time in different rooms. <laughs> I don't know. I do feel sorry for families that don't like each other, though. <laughs> yes. That's going to be so peak. Oh, my man. God. Yes. That's like, crazy. I, I, I'm sorry. Those peeps so that sorry, get, yeah. go out, like, just stand six meters away from people. <laughs> no, don't say that. Not like... No. Maybe this is a chance for everyone to come together. If not in the family, then in the wider community. Let's leave it there, Tom. This- we'll have a different episode next week on fun things probably not a guest but we'll we'll keep it spicy and uh, by spicy I mean I don't know we'll just it'll be fun yeah Tome yeah this is gonna be for the long haul guys but we're in it together oh another thing I'm gonna start doing this as of tomorrow text some someone every morning and tell them how much you care about them it might be some of the limited contact they have that day it can be friends, family, distant relatives, whatever it takes. Just let's spread positivity and community because we might not be getting it from on high, but we can certainly develop it in our own way. Um, yeah, that's all I've got. Okay. Yeah? <sighs> <laughs> okay. okay. Bye, Tom. See you guys. Oh, well, I mean, we're getting off this and then you and I will just be sitting opposite each other. So not not bye to Tome, but bye to everyone else. <laughs> bye to all three followers. <laughs> Take care, guys. See you next week. Yeah.